Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. I was just teaching uh, Get a Haircut to Somebody That I Know by George Thorogood. Yeah. I've always thought that song was quite ironic. So. <laughs> yeah, you missed the point of that, Steve. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for being here for another acoustic guitar workshop. I'm Dan Dinley, founder of GuitarZoom.com, and this is my good friend, Steve Stein. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Great, man. Guys, thank you for being here. We really appreciate you showing up to these live sessions that we do for you. We hope that you enjoy them. If you do, please like, share, comment, uh, put your questions in the old chat box over there and let us know what you're thinking. If you have any questions, if you have any ideas or future topics, please let us know all of that stuff. Um, If you'd like to be notified of when we do these, please subscribe and hit the notify button and that way we'll get a little notice. Uh, that says, hey, we're doing this and it's going to be live if you want to come and join us. If you happen to miss any of the previous sessions, we've done a lot of these, it'll put it'll be available for you on a playlist on the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Check out the playlist. Lots of great information there for you. If you want to learn all of this stuff, keep watching. If you want to learn how to master your acoustic guitar from start to finish, you should check out Steve's new course. It's called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein. Put a lot of work into it. It's a great A to Z course. Everybody gets it, loves it, and I think you might like it too. You can check that out at the old guitarzoom.com. Steve, what are we going to talk about today, my friend? Um, I thought it would be fun to talk about just the basic setup of what a 12-bar blues is. So if somebody doesn't know what 12-bar blues means, I thought we would talk about that a little bit. We're not going to go into an hour and a half dissertation of the 12 bar blues, but we will just kind of go into the basics of what it is and how it works. So when people talk about blues, what makes blues so interesting versus other styles of music is when you say something like, when you say rock or you say country or you say jazz or you say metal, you're talking about a billion different things. When you say blues, you're talking about a lot of different things too, no doubt about it. But when you say blues, the first thing that people think about is a particular chord progression or a series of chords that happens. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make blues out to to not be a a kind of multifaceted style of music. There's all kinds of things to it. But people, guitar players, musicians in general, tend to find the blues a real great place to start in terms of a language to speak to each other. Because if I I didn't know Dan very well and he and I got together and we were going to play together and I said, hey, let's play some blues together... Mm-hmm. He's going to have, and you will too in just a little bit here, he'd have an understanding of what it is that I'm saying. If I say, let's play some rock together, it could mean a billion different things. Mm. So oftentimes when we talk about blues, we're talking about this specific kind of chord progression we, we refer to as a 12-bar blues or a 12-measure blues, measure and bar being the same thing. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is I'm going to explain to you the 12-bar blues in the simplest form. And again, you're going to be able to study far more of this in the guitar course. But 
you have to understand that when we talk about blues, 12 bar blues, what we're doing is we're talking about three chords that are being used together. And you've already seen these three chords in some of the other things that we've done together. Um, you know, for instance, we were talking about how G, C, and D in another video, Dan and I were talking about how G, C, and D are like brothers or like siblings, right? So if we think about it, think about it this way. If we were to talk about the key of a song, what the key of a song means is when you say the key of G, what you're doing is you're telling the person G is the main note. G is the main chord. I'm going to go other places, but I want to keep coming back to G. If you said I was in the key of C, C is the main note or C is the main chord. And I'm going to go to other places, but I'm going to come back to C. Now, those other places are really important and we can have a whole conversation just on that. But understand that if I was in the key of G, what I want to do is I want to focus on three chords the first chord, the fourth chord, and the fifth chord. So think about it this way. In music, we have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Those are our notes, okay? We don't have an H or a Q or something like that. So if I was in the key of A, and I'm making this very simple for you, so please just kind of, kind of trust me on this. So if we were in the key of A, the first note would be A, second note would be B, the third note would be C, fourth note D, fifth note E. So A, B, C, D, E. The chords would also be A, B, C, D, and E. Okay? So we're not worried about B or C. What we want to do is we want to talk about the first, the fourth, and the fifth, which would be A, B, C, D, E. A, D, E. One, four, five. Those three chords, A, D, and E, are the chords that, are, that make up 12-bar blues. <clears throat> and obviously, if you watch the video that we did on those songs that we did, those easy songs, this one, four, five is what we're talking about when we, when Dan mentioned that. So again, don't worry about sharps and flats and majors and minors and all this other stuff. Just understand that that first and that fourth and that fifth are what we're talking about. So if I went to the guitar now and I played A and D and E, I could make a 12 measure or 12 bar sequence using those three chords. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the way the schematic is set up for 12 bar blues, I always think of it as it's 12 measures, obviously. So I think of it as groups of four. So I have three different groups of four. Okay? So just imagine this with you, with me here. So the top group here is the first four measures, the middle group, next four measures, the bottom group, last four measures. So the top group there is the one chord for all four measures. Okay? So what I'm going to do is for four measures, I'm going to play my one chord. In this case, I'm in the key of A, so my first chord is A. So I'm going to go one, two, giving it a little bit of a blues rhythm and we can change that up later but so that's my first four measures it's just very simply in your head just think those first four measures are just the one chord in this case it's a cool. if you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member there are three memberships to choose from VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. 
the next four measures, the middle section here, is split into two. We're going to go to the four chord for two measures and then back to the one chord for two measures. Now remember, the four chord, A, B, C, D, is D. So we're going to go to D for two measures and then we're going to go back to A for two measures. So now I've got one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Now, the last four measures is kind of where the action starts happening. In the last four measures, we're going to call this the turnaround. This is what tells everybody, hey, we're going to come into the end of this thing, this 12 measures, and we want to start all over again and do this again and again and again and again. <laughs> what blues does. So the last four measures are going to go five, four, one, five. So we have to plug in what is five, what is four, what is one, right? So five, A, B, C, D, E. So we're going to play the E chord for a measure, and then the four chord is D for a measure, and then the one chord is A again, and then we're going to turn it around with the five chord, which is E. So we're playing E, D, A, E. And we're going to get to the one, four, five thing in just a minute here. I'm going to explain that a little bit further so you understand why I'm even saying it that way. Okay? So now my turnaround goes E, D, A. Then back to my E. And then I start all over again. So let me play the entire 12 bar sequence. And if you've got your guitar handy, play along with me. So we're going to start on A. Remember, four measures of A, or one chord, and then two and two. Two measures of the four chord, which is D, two measures of the one chord, which is A. So 2D, 2A, and then we got our turnaround. That's our, our bottom line here. So E, D, A, E. You might even write that on a piece of paper, okay? So here we go. One, two, ready, four measures now. A, two, Now we got to go to the middle, so we're going to the D chord for two measures. Then we're going to go back to the A for two measures. Now we're going to that bottom section, so here's where our five chord, the E, comes in. D. A. Then E again. Then we start all over. And that is the basic makeup of a 12-bar blues. Love it. So, guys, if you're just joining in with us right now, we're talking about the 12-bar blues. Steve's laying it out for you in a super simple way. We're not talking about dominant seventh chords. We're not talking about the funky, like, rhythms and shuffle stuff. We're just talking about these are the most fundamental chords that you would use in a 12 bar blues so that's that's where we are at this point in the discussion so if you're just now joining us welcome and uh, and let's continue on here we're talking about the old 12 bar blues okay so now let's explain why i'm even saying one four and five in the first place why not just say a d and e and this is why maybe i don't want to be in the key of a Maybe if I get together with Dan and we're going to play G, uh, blues, Dan says, hey, let's play blues in the key of G. Well, okay, so what does that mean to me? So, again, I don't need to know a lot about theory right now. I just need to know that if, if somebody said the key of G, that tells me G is the main note or the main chord. I'm going to go to other places, but I'm going to come back to G. 
But when, the, when we're talking about the blues, we need to know the 1, the 4, and the 5, right? So we have G, A, B, C, and D. G, C, and D. And again, not that this all has to make a lot of different or a lot of sense to you right now. It will eventually, right? But understand that that G, C, and D, if you watch the video that we did with those easy songs, you see G, C, and D together all the time. Well, this is why. Because they're, the 1, 4, 5 is very common for us to use, okay? So I went G was my 1 chord, mm. A was my 2, I don't care, B was my 3, I don't care, C is my 4, D is my 5. So now I take that same template that I just told you about, the three groups of 4, and I simply plug in a G whenever I need to play 1, a C whenever I need to play 4, and a D whenever I need to play 5. And that's why it's important to understand the construct of the 12 bar blues, the one, four, five, because then you can decide you want to play the, the blues in the key of D or the key of A or the key of E or the key of G or the key of C or whatever it might be, right? So now if we were going to play the 12 bar blues in the key of, of G, I'd have four measures of one. Remember, I'm thinking of that top line there. And then the next line I'd have four, four, one, one. We talked about that. So I'd have to think, well, what is my four chord? G, A, B, C. Okay, so I'm going to play C for two measures and then G for two measures. That's my middle section. And then remember the bottom we call the turnaround. And that's where we get to the five chord, right? Well, the five chord, G, A, B, C, D, is a D. So we have D, C, G, D. Now, needless to say, if any of that doesn't make sense, of course, we go through that in the guitar course. We go through that very thorough. But it's important to understand that as, as musicians, we don't always just say G, C, and D or A, D, and E. That's fine. But there are times when we use a language that we call theory. And theory is extracting the colors, right? Not thinking of it as the key of G or the key of A or the key of D because I don't know what key you want to play in. I have no idea. If you joined us for the capo, uh, video that we did. The capo one that we did, we talked about the reasons why someone would use a capo. And oftentimes you might use a capo to accommodate a singer, to find the right key for a singer. Well, if I was playing blues with somebody, I might have to change the key to uh, accommodate that singer, right? I'm a guitar player. I should be able to play in lots of different keys. But that singer can only sing so low or so high, right? You're, you're born with the voice you have. So, you know, I might be playing blues in the key of A, and then that singer says, yeah, that's a little high, so I move it to the key of G. Maybe that works better for that singer, you see? So that's why it's important to be able to think about the blues, the 12-bar blues, as 1, 4, and 5, and not just as A, D, and E or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love it, Steve. Guys, you mentioned a couple of things. I want to mention a couple of resources for you that we have. The playlist for the Acoustic Guitar Workshop is going to be on the YouTube channel. You can watch the entire thing. Uh, a couple of things that you may or may not have uh, seen already if you haven't been with us for this entire series that we're doing on acoustic guitar is ocean strumming. There's a video on there on ocean strumming, which is basically breaking out of kind of like strict uh, strumming patterns and kind of mixing it up a little bit. Bouncing technique where there's an entire session just on bouncing technique, which is how to change chords fast and easy. And then we did one on 10 easy songs as you can play that use five chords or less. And then we did one on capo and there's several more of them that I'm not even thinking of off the top of my head, but you want to uh, check out those on the playlist. It's called the acoustic guitar workshop series that we're doing for you. And if you enjoy that series, I think you'll also enjoy Steve's course. It's called acoustic guitar by Steve Stein and it's available at guitarzoom.com. Go ahead, buddy. 
that's it. That's all I want to talk about. It's just the basic setup of the twelve bar blues. And oh man! One, four, and five meant yeah. I yeah. thought we were going to go into dominant sevenths and oh, shuffle no, rhythms no, and all no, that no, stuff. No, 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 no. Just just oh. enough to get them going. Okay. Well, if Steve won't tell you, I will. If you want to make those sound a little bit more bluesy, just turn all those chords you just taught you into dominant seventh chords. If you know what that is, don't worry if you don't. But if you want to turn them into dominant sevenths, you can do the exact same thing that he just showed you and just add a seventh chord on there and it would sound even bluesier. Okay, my friend, thank you so very much. Thank all of you for being here. Really appreciate it. We're going to do another series of uh, videos for you. Actually, we have several, what, how many more of these planned out? I think three or four, two or one, or we're going to do some more. Yeah, I think we have one or two more. I think. Okay. One or two more. We're doing an acoustic guitar workshop series for you guys. As always, thank you so much for being here. And uh, if you want to check out the new course, it's called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein at guitarzoom.com. Also, hey, don't forget about the podcast. I keep forgetting, forgetting to mention that. <laughs> I noticed we had like 1,500 downloads of that thing recently. That's awesome. That pretty cool. Yeah. We don't even know how to tell people about it other than you should go listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to, where do you go to get a podcast? I don't know. But if you look, if you Google like Steve Stein, it's called the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. You guys might want to check that out. And uh, also, playsongs.com. If you enjoy learning songs, we have an entire membership there for you that you can go and check out. It's called playsongs.com, and Steve teaches hundreds of songs in that thing. So if you're into that, might be something you want to check out. And, of course, the course, Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Dan. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. See you in the next one, hey. my man. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. So basically, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of people that ask about, you know, just doing some finger picking and adding licks. And so I want to keep this nice and easy. But basically, what you do is you build a bass line. And then you start learning how to add some licks into it. Now, again, I would keep it very straightforward to begin with until you get comfortable with it. But basically what I'm going to do is I'm just going to be taking that that bass line, that repeating bass line. And I'm going to throw a lick in there. So like right here, what I'm doing is I'm playing the third fret, giving it just a little bit of a bend, and then I'm playing a zero. But notice how I'm playing it with the bass line. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.